I've been investing and working with investors almost 20 years now, getting close there. I'm about 18 years in. Over the years, I have seen pattern emerge and behaviors pop up with the investors and clients I've worked with. The privilege that I have of seeing individuals and couples investing in real estate over a period of more than 15 years had given me the opportunity to kind of look and see and get a sense of different patterns that emerge on a long-term frequency. And when I mean long-term frequency, I mean things that I've seen happen again and again and again after two, three, four, and five years. I've decided to compile all those patterns into a series I call Beyond the ROI. Beyond the ROI means let's look at things that are providing us or enabling us or showing us why we should invest in real estate. So going beyond the ROI talks about ideas, thoughts, suggestions, and patterns that can benefit us as investors beyond the financial aspect or the financial side of a real estate investment. I hope you enjoy the episode, the entire series, and benefit from it for your own portfolio and investment activity. Thank you for listening. Welcome to another episode in my short series about going beyond the ROI. This episode, I want to talk about why real estate can be an amazing vehicle or real estate investing for the busy individual or the busy family. One of the things that attracted me to real estate altogether, beyond the numbers, beyond the leverage, beyond all of those things, I'm talking about things that are not the financial aspect of a real estate transaction, is the fact that when I buy a piece of property, a rental property, a nice rental house in a nice U.S. metro suburbs with good school districts, and my target renter is the family with the kids and the pets. I always like to call those type of investments the most boring investment we can ever have. That's what I'm looking for as an investor. That's what I'm looking for as a mentor or, or a guide to my uh, uh, clients. When I am able to set something like that, for me, beyond the fact, the basic aspect of real estate investing, there's another aspect here that I love for myself and I love for my clients. And that's the aspect of scalability. And let me tell you what I mean by that. If, if you end up buying one rental property and that's all you do for the next five, 10 years, maybe forever, that's gonna, probably going to be okay for you. My guess, if you bought correctly at the right house, in the right area, You'll be okay. You know, there's a house, it's rented out. 
you collect the rent, maybe there's a property manager involved, some repairs here and there, vacancies, etc. That's usually what the life of a real estate investor looks like, assuming you didn't buy a piece of crap for $55,000 in a bad neighborhood. That's not going to be your life. In my scenario of that boring piece of real estate, the main problem what I see with buying one property, or the main two problems when I'm seeing with buying one property, are the following. Number one, from experience I can tell you that all my clients who purchase one piece of real estate, every time there's a little thing about with their house, vacancy, repair, whatever, that's a drama catastrophe as if the world is about to end. Oh my God, they tell me. The house, he's been sitting there for a month vacant and we still don't have a tenant. Oh my God, as if, right? And then when I call, and they, they call and I tell them, relax, take a breather. It may take another two weeks. It may take another month. It will be rented. Remember, you bought it four years ago and it's the second time you have vacancy and your house has appreciated $45,000 since you purchased it. Put things back in perspective, only then they kind of take a breather and they're like, okay, that's fine. I understand. I'll be okay. I'll survive this. Another month of vacancy. That's a big drama in my life. I only see this big drama coming from those who purchase one property. All the clients, investors I work with that have purchased multiple properties over the years, when they go through some repair or some vacancy, it's no big drama. It's a business transaction. Here's my business. My business has noise. The business has things going on. But those who own one, oh my God. Oh my God. The property manager told me, it's going to go, you know, they call me and say, you know what? I got a, the property manager called me or emailed me and said, there is a repair and it's going to cost $300. And in reality, what happened, it actually ended up costing $450. Oh my God, they're killing me. $450 more. Oh my God, so much drama. So what I suggest for you is that if you're looking to buy real estate, try to get to the point that this is not a one-time kind of a transaction. Because what I've seen, see, I've been doing this for, for uh, personally about 18 years or so, working with investors about 17. I've done a lot of transactions. I've done a lot of you know uh, buying and selling and throughout multiple U.S. metros. And... If there's one thing I see after years of working with investors for 10, 15 years, I hear the following sentence quite a bit. The guy who bought 12 properties, 13 properties, and started in 2004 tells me I should have bought more. I should have bought more. The guy who bought five, six years later, I should have bought more. The guy who bought one and wakes up two years later, and tells me, you know what? It's been a good two years. I should have bought the other one earlier. I don't know why I didn't do it. I just got caught up with life. It's amazing that all those guys, if there's one th repeated theme that I hear from the veterans, the veterans is someone who's been doing it one or two or three or more properties and at least two to three years. Or that I hear again and again and again, I should have bought more. I should have bought more. I should have bought more. So if you are in that situation, financially, if you buy more, there's no argument. It will, you know, we know it will help you. But more importantly, when you have multiple properties, it doesn't have to be a portfolio of 50. 
three, four, five. It creates that balance between multiple properties, multiple houses, kind of the divide and conquer between maybe even areas. You don't have to do that. And all of a sudden, not every single little drama that happens in one house, it's a catastrophe because it's 100% of your portfolio. So that's one reason why buying more than one is important. The other one is, of course, financially. I mean, I just told you about all those guys who keep saying I should have bought more. You buy one, you sit on it, and 10 years later you wake up and you're like, oh my God, this house has maybe doubled in value or you know, 50% more in value and it's generated some cash flow and the mortgage is reduced and oh my God, what have I done? I spent two hours, one hour on average every month to deal with it, whatever the situation is, and I still was generating two, three, four, five hundred dollars a month in cash flow and, all I, and I have this equity and I have this cash flow coming in and I have this you know, uh, value and, and why did I just buy one? Why did I just buy two? I should have bought more. You know what? I get it. We can't always buy as many as we can. We have limitations, financial limitations, other limitations. But my question is always to those who have that tell me they have the money, that tell me they, they have the experience. Why did they stop at one? Why did they stop at two? Wouldn't you want a, a much better financial future for yourself and your family? Wouldn't that be the goal here? Why would, what, why would we do it for anyway? I mean, for the, for the $3,000, $4,000 a year in cash flow, that's nice. That's not life-changing. We're not going to do it for those, you know, that amount. It's definitely nice to have, but we're not going to do it for that amount, all this effort. We're going to do it for the equity that's going to be generated from this property, the, the, the condition of the property, uh, the, 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 the future condition of this property. Maybe the, the, the day that we are done with the mortgage and we now have a house that it's free and clear, worth twice as much we paid for it, um, generating after expenses $1,500, $1,200, just one, doubled it, you know, all of a sudden this house is generating $15,000 a year for one after expenses, two of them $30,000 a year, three of them um, you know, $45,000. Oh my God, that starts adding up and we still have the equity in those houses. So what I want you to, to kind of internalize is, yes, if the only thing you can do is buy one, then buy one. It's better than nothing. It will advance you in many ways, financially, you know, you know business-wise. If you can get to the point or when you get to the point, it can be within two months, it can be within six months, it can be within two years, and you're seeing that everything is fine, look into buying another one, and another one, and another one. One of the things that I have noticed over the years is the following. A beginner investor is doing it for the first time, that person typically gets to be quite nervous until the house gets rented. The first house gets rented, that's the first breather. It's still not a complete relaxation because the second time, I know this, this, the, 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 the first one is when it gets rented, there's, a, 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 uh, there's some easiness in our breath. The second time is that when we see the rent checks coming in, usually after the first month, when, when the listing fee is deducted, the second month the rent check is coming in, there is 
Ha, huh, okay, it's working. You know, like number two, number two reason. The third time, they were like taking a little bit of a breather. It's like probably around six months in. Why? Because at six months in, six rental checks or rental payments have been received. And you start as an individual looking at this saying, you know what? It's actually working. It wasn't a one-time thing. It wasn't just a rent and then they had the tenant left. It was just a rent for the first month and the rent for the second month. Now it's been six months. All right. Something is working here. So that's the third time there's a kind of sigh, a sigh or, 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 or some, the breathing it gets to be a little bit lighter. The fourth time, it's usually after two years. Usually what happened after two years, a person all of a sudden checks the, the current value of their property and that's where it's really clicked clicked in. That's where like, ding, something is happening to you. What happens in two years? In two years, it's like a magic. A person or a couple sits down, looking at their, at their numbers and saying, you know, we've had this house for two years. Out of the 24 months, we've collected 22 months of rent very steadily. Yeah, we had some, you know, some, some expenses here and there, but all, all in all, two years coming in, you know, systematically. We probably spent on average half an hour a month, maybe an hour a month at most to deal with ongoing stuff. Not too bad. I mean, a little bit annoying, but not too bad relatively to the, to the cost of, of to the gain. The house that we purchased for 200000 is now eh, 230000 uh, Not amazing, but nice. Well, what have we done? It went from two hundred to two thirty. And what have we done during that time? Absolutely nothing. It just sat there. Plus, the mortgage principal has been reduced a little bit by how much? Oh, I don't know, $6,000, right? So we've gained another 6000 by you know, principal reduction. Not a big deal. And we collected, let's say, $8,000 in, in, in cash flow during this time. Plus, we didn't, you know, it's not really a profit because we had some, you know, uh, um, um, uh, uh, losses due to depreciation, so we didn't even pay taxes on that money. Nice. Actually, pretty nice. That's where usually couples or, or investors are, you know, they get it. It's like, oh my God, to the amount of effort I have put in at the beginning and I'm putting in throughout, this is an amazing vehicle. Is it going to make you rich overnight or within two years? No, that's not the point. The point is like, oh my God, how much, how much of, uh, 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 wealth have you been able to accumulate it while doing pr pretty much nothing? What have you been doing? Sending a few emails, talking to the property managers a few times, you know, you know, uh, uh, a few times, uh, you know, uh, a month maybe, maybe not even that. Um, pay your mortgage payments. Uh, sit there, you know. Did some decisions making about the property when there's a expense on repair? Very little, very little relatively. And in the background, it kind of grew. Now, is this an area guarantee? Of course not. Is this something that will likely happen if you know how to buy, if you buy correctly, if you buy for the right price in the right market and you hold it? Most likely it will. Even if throughout this holding period, you're going to have a, 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 an economical downturn, most likely in the next 10 plus years, this is what you will be experiencing. 
but on a much bigger numbers because the scenario I just described is a scenario of two years. But after two years, what I see is people get it. They get that the system is working, that the, the idea is, in, is working. It's no longer an abstract notion. It's very tangible. The money is coming into the account on a monthly basis. It's very tangible. And that's where I see households are changing their attitude. And what do I mean by that? It's usually at the two-year mark or around that time, households are saying, wait, what the heck is going on here? We've been owning this piece of property for two years with all the issues that came up throughout the two years. You know, it still did very well for us in terms of value, cash flow, etc. Without us needing to really work at it. Oh my God, we got to do another one. We got to do another two. And it's almost always that I see those households that really get it. They call me up and say, Danny, I bought one with you. It was two years ago or a year and a half ago, or two and a half years ago. I'm ready for my next one. Why around the two years? The two years is, is, it's the, 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 um, the time frame we as individuals need to get it. It's that time frame that we really gets to us and like, okay, something well is going on here. And by the way, sometimes people call me in, after two years without even realizing it's the two-year mark. And they don't even know to define that something happened. They just know like something is interesting going on here. And if this is interesting and if this is going well... And if this, even when there are hiccups, and there will be hiccups, there'll be noise, there'll be things, but it's not all great. But even with those issues, they call me up and say, okay, I think we're ready for our next one. It's almost always like this. So what I'm saying here to summarize this, this, this uh, um, episode is I want you to think about investing not just as part of your um, exciting thing or financial future. There's something that can benefit you um, in so many levels. And the, what I like about hearing from those many couples that I work with is I see how, how the household is kind of lining up financially in a different way to see how they can get to house number two or house number two, three or the next houses sooner rather than later. And it's almost always the same way. People are like, okay, something is going on here. I gotta, I gotta make sure I buy another one. And I don't want to wait for number two, number three, number four, two more years at a time. I want to do it sooner. And the household's financial order is lining up whether you want it or not behind that concept or behind that idea. And I've seen it many, many, many times happening. And this is something you can only see those patterns. If you've been doing something for 10, 15, 20 years, that's only when stuff like this happening, you can actually see the pattern. If this was a, if, the, if I was someone who's been doing it for three years, those patterns of the two years, you know, behavior would not emerge, would not present themselves to me uh, in, a, in a three year frame. It's only when, you saw, you saw it once and twice and three times. Myself, over a course of 10 years, I'm like, okay, something is happening with those patterns here. 
people are behaving in this interesting way. And when I dug into it, I realized that's what's going on. It really, they really get it. The two-year mark is the mark that people tend to really get the idea of what we're doing here with real estate. So without saying, I'm going to leave you with this idea. What, my question to you, what are you doing towards getting your next property or your first property? And how long, if you're already an investor, how much time have passed since you purchased your previous property or your first property? And are you doing anything about it to move you sooner or quicker towards your next rental property? Thank you very much for listening for another episode about Beyond the RI. I hope to talk to you. I hope to hear from you. Feel free to leave us a comment on Facebook or get in touch with me either on Facebook, through our website, um, email, text, whatever works for you. Have a terrific rest of your day.